0: We're back! It is another episode, another week of reliving the lights of Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. My name is Josh Kuyper's.
1: Hey, my name is Anthony
0: Oakman, and we are your guides on this journey through Friday Night Lights. We are on season four. Uh, man, we we've just we're establishing a whole new show, basically. Uh, but yeah. it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, so, hope you are enjoying your trek into season four as well. Anthony, in this show, we get uh, introduced to a barbecue joint. My question for you this evening is What is, uh, well, okay, well, let's go with two questions. First of all, what's your order for barbecue? Like, are you a ribs guy? Are you a brisket guy, pulled pork? And then that I just thought of that one. My original question was going to be What's your most memorable, like, dive restaurant dining experience?
1: Yeah. Um, I can do both of those. So I'm I'm typically a brisket guy. Ooh. When we went to Texas, there Thanks. was just this unbelievable barbecue place that we went to, Hutchins Barbecue in Frisco. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely to die for it. I mixed it up there, you know, got a little bit of uh, brisket, got a little bit of, they had this like, you know, one of those like peppers that's like stuffed with meat and also Ooh. wrapped in bacon it was fantastic <laughs> nice. um and then they had oh my god they had this uh like sausage that was uh cheese and jalapeno filled everything Ooh. there was just so good nice. um but uh typically i mean in south dakota it's it's hard to mess up a brisket <laughs> that there's like <laughs> right I, you know, it's, it's hard to mess up anything barbecue, but, like, I think it's just a safe order for me uh, anytime uh-huh. I'm in South Dakota is just go with the brisket. Um, you know, it's good. Favorite dive bar or dive restaurant Yeah, dining experience would have to be I think we've maybe spoken about this weekend before, mm. uh, but it was Jazz Fest 2009. <laughs> um, <laughs> legendary. <laughs> yes, a legendary weekend. Still probably a top 10 weekend in my life as far as like fun goes. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, it was day two. And our friend, Big J, may Big he rest J. in peace. Yeah. Um, radio DJ out of Mitchell, South Dakota. <laughs> yeah. Good friend of mine. Uh, he showed up for jazz fest day Two, And he was like, you guys got to try this place. Um, and we were in downtown Sioux falls and, uh, this place it's no longer also may it may the restaurant also rest in peace because it closed. <laughs> um, but it was called Jane's little Koalinga. What? Um, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely never heard of that or maybe it was little jane's koalinga or jane's little koalinga but um it closed in 2016 mm-hmm. Angie and I had the the pleasure of dining there together shortly before it closed oh, cuz nice. like they had announced it was closed uh-huh. um just uh, I mean it was it's it was it was like shorties in plat almost okay yeah 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 um, like just, cigarette
0: ashes in your food and- <laughs> more or yeah. less
1: yeah <laughs> um the the, the owners hate the fact that you're there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Yep.
1: <laughs> um just a killer patty melt. Um oh, just yeah. a memorable little place and a memorable weekend. Um and yeah, it really sticks out to me. I'm I think there's a little dive bar there, but I uh, now, but I haven't yeah. been in there since it was uh little Jane's or Jane's little <laughs> Koalinga. I don't remember it, where if little become came before or after Jane. But what um, it, what is a Koalinga? I'm not sure. I'll have to Google it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. It sounds kind of dirty. It does. <laughs> it sounds sexual, but uh no, that sounds good. I wish I so Koalinga is a city in Fresno County, California. Oh. Maybe it was just named after that. Maybe like maybe yeah, Jane was Koalinga. from Koalinga and yeah. she was like, I'm gonna make this, <laughs> uh make this restaurant, just like a oh. little version of Koalinga. <laughs>
0: Nice. That sounds good. I thought you were going to talk about. I don't know if this place is still in Sioux Falls, but there's a place that was basically just a woman's house, and you could go there. Oh, would make you a sandwich. Is that right? I've never. Yeah. I would never went there. I just heard about yeah. it, but I went there. Make you a
1: sandwich. <laughs> I went there with Jordan uh, once. It's no longer there. Um, they closed probably about a, a little over a year ago, maybe. Okay. Um, it was on like North Minnesota, uh, so not yeah. far from where. Like for sure like could be walking distance from where i live. Yeah. Went there with Jordan once. I was very I think i was too weirded out to enjoy <laughs> the food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, by the whole thing like it almost felt like like texas chainsaw massacre. Oh yeah. Like something about it just felt strange. Um yes. Yeah, they had like odd hours. I mean it was it was all in the up and up it was it was fine food but Jordan like loved uh, whiffers, yeah, yeah. It, I think, like I said, I think it was one of those things where the situation as a whole felt so weird that I couldn't even really couldn't enjoy be, the food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're so thrown off by it all.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Uh, okay, one more question. Um, yeah. important to the barbecue dining experience are the sides. So, yes. what do you do sides? You do baked beans, you do green beans with the bacon, do you do mac and cheese? What do you do? Um, I will.
1: Mm, Seven times out of 10 do the baked beans. Yep. Um, the other three out of 10 is probably mac and cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. call. Good call. Um, what are your... What's your uh, dive mm. restaurant experience? My dive restaurant experience. Well, I don't have anything as
0: uh, memorable as that, as Jane's little Colinga. <laughs> Uh There... And I can't remember the... The name of the place, but we went to a place in, uh, St. Petersburg, Florida, where the, like, specialty of theirs is fried green tomatoes. You just get mm. a bunch of fried green tomatoes. Uh, and then they also had fried banana peppers as well was their other thing. So we just went there and yeah, ate a bunch of fried green tomatoes (laughs) and fried banana peppers and called it a meal, but, uh, it was good. It was like super old school diner, you know, with the counter and all that. So I liked that. Uh, but yeah, not super memorable. Um, my barbecue order in recent years has changed to I always used to be a ribs guy uh loved yeah any ch- opportunity I could and that's you know
2: yeah.
0: it's hard to uh get a get ribs just on a like a regular basis <laughs> right like that's a sure. special thing so I'd do that but uh having spent a lot of time in Tennessee over the past like 5 years I've migrated to the just the chicken wings uh mm. you know you know not like the the Buffalo Wild Wings version, but like where they actually right, took yep, the whole the full, wing, yep. you know. Uh, and yeah, the Hooters version. That. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I guess I wouldn't know. <laughs> uh, but that's uh, yeah, that's my go-to now, and. Uh, my sides are the baked beans for sure. Uh, I always just love, uh, it's maybe not super authentic barbecue, but, uh, you can never go wrong with just some French fries on the side for that. Sure. So oh yeah,
1: absolutely. Hard to screw up fried potatoes. Also. <laughs> yes.
0: So there are our barbecue orders in our,
1: uh, experience at Jane's little Colinga. Uh, um, there was one you know. more that I, I thought of cause now, now I'm thinking of dive restaurant experiences yeah. or great. Just like out-of-pocket restaurant experiences um because there was this place in lecture too that i don't remember it was like buckshot bar or something that had <laughs> one of the greatest burgers i ever had in my life um so shout out to them um and there was this diner that i went to when i was staying in denver once with kyle um where i had it was like three two or three a.m <laughs> and i think kyle had to work and he, kind of, you know, he's a par- paramedic. You know this; the audience does not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, I, I got hungry about <laughs> two or three a.m. and uh, went to this uh, this diner that was probably a block walk from his place. And they cooked up this burrito that was like covered in chili, and it was oh just to die for. That yes. was a very memorable food experience as well.
0: That sounds fantastic. That's reminding me of our high school in my college days when we would uh, drive to Kimball to do oddities yeah. late night to the all night uh, twenty four hour truck stop diner and get mm. the gravy fries. That's what I would always get at Do Diddy's, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's just <laughs> fries with a bunch of gravy dumped on it. So.
1: <laughs> it's funny uh, when we drive to here now from Sioux Falls, we because that's where Angie's from. We. Uh, uh, we'll take I 90. We used to take like Highway 14 from Brookings. Now we'll take I 90. And every time we go by Dua Diddies, Angie's like, oh, I've always wanted to eat there. And I was like, Oh, babe, <laughs> I've been there probably 50 times.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yes. Which reminds me, this will be the last story. Probably three weeks ago, I'm, I, you know, as you know, I work from home mm-hmm. and I'm working. There's a knock at the door at probably like 11 a.m. I'm like, who the hell's showing up at my door at 11 a.m. Like you know whatever, it's Bernie Duffy is <laughs> 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 showing up at my door on like a Thursday, and <laughs> he just re- he just retired. <laughs> I think he's just bored and doesn't have anything to do. Jeez, yeah, and he he bought these like little dollar store like WWE figurines that he wanted to bring me, and oh. decided that <laughs> that was the time. Well, then he's like. So what are you doing? I'm like I'm working, Bernie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and he's like, he kind of hung around. He probably hung around for like 20 minutes, which is fine. <laughs> Love the guy. It's always a good time. Yeah. He kept doing. He'd be like, "Have you ever had a cheeseburger at the Tasty Freeze in Kimball, South Dakota?" And I'm like, "No, no, <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't." It's like you got to do it. You got to have the cheeseburger. <laughs> 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 it's just one of those cheeseburgers. You take a bite. Oh my. God. <laughs> so now I got to get to, I think he said get it was a Tasty, the tasty Freeze. Freeze. or It was like, he, yeah, he said it was just off the interstate in Kimball. So I got to, I got to get there and try a cheeseburger next time I'm, Well, I pass through Kimball. There you go,
0: folks. Uh, if you're ever passing through South Dakota on I-90, <laughs> you got two destinations now. Uh, do what ditties and the Tasty Freeze. So just make it a day in Kimball, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. You, you'll you find something to do in <laughs> Kimball. So, uh, before we get into our episode, what are you drinking this evening?
1: Yeah. Well, the uh, standby, the oh, yes. old friendly, the the go-to. Mm-hmm. Grain love. Belt Premium.
0: Yes, sir. We love to see it. Uh, hey, Jacob at Grain Belt, go ahead and, and uh, answer that email about uh, being our our uh, making it official with Grain Belt and Reliving the Lights. We'd, we'd love to, uh, yeah, yeah partner up
1: with you we'd love we'd love we'd love it we'd love it
0: so uh yeah grain belt premium unofficial sponsor of reliving the lights i have another fernson raz lemonade curio it's a sour just drinking it a couple weeks ago still not drinking that much beer though i have i have uh cut way way back and so i'm just enjoying a nice treat tonight (laughs) uh with the the fernson curio yeah Good stuff. Uh, So there's what we order at Barbecue Joints. Uh, There's what we're drinking this evening. With that, I think it's time to get into episode two of season four.
1: Let's do
0: it. This episode is entitled After the Fall. It originally aired November 4 of 2009. Ah, I just got sad all over again. (laughs) Uh, Anthony is uh, Haven Iron Oak with us this week. Yes. (laughs) (laughs)
1: What does Haven have to say? Following an opening night forfeit, Coach Taylor struggles to regain the support of his new team. Coach and Mrs. Taylor weather a maelstrom when the star running back of the Dillon Panthers is outed as an East Dillon resident. Tim Riggins struggles to find a new living arrangement. Matt struggles with an internship with an abrasive local artist. Landry runs into an interesting girl at his new school. <laughs> okay, there's there's some potential here. Yeah, we, we got something to work with. He's got a theme. He's yeah,
0: uh, he's yeah, picking up the he's picking up the movie dude one theme. <laughs> so I like that. Struggle in did pretty. Maybe we well. maybe
1: we didn't know this, but movie dude one started out competent and then like descended into madness. <laughs> uh, maybe that'll happen to <laughs> Haven Iron Oak. We yeah. just didn't we didn't notice it with movie dude one that, because. Yeah, Yeah, that just kind of (laughs) became an organic thing.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, uh, pretty coherent, pretty cohesive, maintains a theme. Uh, Haven Iron Oak, I think you did a a pretty good
1: job. Not bad. I don't know about the Landry runs into an interesting girl at his (laughs) new school is very interesting phrasing, but we'll we'll let it slide since you're new.
0: She is pretty interesting. All right. Uh, I mean, are we giving him a rating? What are we
1: doing here? I don't know, Uh, because we've we've only got one other episode to work with. Um, This one is more movie dude one esque than the last one, if only because uh, he ran with the struggle theme. But I don't know. It doesn't seem right. It seems
0: like it's too soon. I don't know.
1: Yeah, on the movie dude one scale, this is like a hard nine. Yeah, it's really good. All right.
0: Well, we'll figure out the Haven Iron Oak scale, but for now, if this was movie dude one, it'd be a nine, but it's not, and that's sad. Yes. Come back, movie dude one. Come back, movie dude one, please. Uh I'll cut this, but we uh we should uh come up with a plan for writing our own. I don't know, are we gonna like do that beforehand? Oh yeah. Cause we should yeah. do that.
1: We should do that. We should. We should we should do that beforehand. <clears throat> I think so. And I think
0: let's just like assign each episode, like either you do it or I do it. Okay. <clears throat> um, and so then, yeah, if we do like a double header next week, then you take one and I'll yep. take one.
1: and That sounds good. <clears> okay.
0: <throat> All right. We'll start that next week.
1: <clears throat> okay. Uh, so this
0: episode begins. Uh, things are looking pretty rough for Tim Riggins uh, in this episode, pretty much through the entire episode.
1: Yeah, this is a rough episode for Tim. We we open up on him sleeping in his truck bed, mm-hmm. uh, being interrupted. His sleep being interrupted <laughs> by a police officer who tells him he's got to get out of there. You ever been awakened by a by a police officer before? Not to my recollection. No. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. I definitely definitely have, but it was just like. Uh, being in college and doing stupid stuff like, hey, we're going to go sleep on the golf course tonight. And right. Then, you know, you sleep in too late and stuff like that. So, but yeah, not a great way to be wake- woken up. Woken?
1: Awakened? No, awakened? I don't know. Aw- w- yeah, we'll woken up or awakened. Oh, okay. Or maybe awoken. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Semicolons,
0: conjugations <laughs> of woke. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but it's not looking real good for Tim. Uh, yeah, he's got to get
1: up. He's got to get off the the property because it's private property, uh, over at the Taylor household, (laughs) you know, what's funny is the next thing in my notes is coach is awakened by (laughs) Gracie. Uh,
0: yeah, I don't know if that's right, but we'll go with it. Um, yes, coach is awakened by Gracie. Uh, she has developed human language, which is pretty cool. I pretty guess. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, Matt is over like first thing in the morning. Yeah. A little weird. Uh, maybe
1: they, you know, <laughs> maybe went down to the local bakery and got some donuts and coffee or something.
0: Yeah, that sounds nice. Uh, that sounds like a very Kuipers thing to do. Kuipers family, big big donut family.
1: Yeah. Over here. Are yeah. you a big donut family or are you a big Dutch oven family? That's the true <laughs> <Well>. question. Because <laughs> yes. I've been to a lot of bakeries over the years. Like, Angel will be like, oh, you got to try the donuts here. You got to try the donuts here. Yeah. I, the bar was set too high from a young <sighs> age. It's true.
0: Uh, okay. I mean, I feel like we forget about this fact because we grew up with it. But yes, the bakery in Platts, South Dakota is called the Dutch oven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty great. Yeah. Uh, So there's that. Yes, the donuts are very good. But here's the thing. I moved from Platt, South Dakota, a small Dutch rural farming community to Sioux Center, Iowa, which is a small Dutch uh, rural farming community. And uh, the bakery here is called the Dutch Bakery. And uh, it's, I don't know, maybe Dutch bakeries are like a a thing. Because I have been there and I,
1: I will say that I was impressed or if memory serves i was impressed with those donuts as well
0: uh nobody i've never had a long john that
1: rivals the dutch oven long johns though i wouldn't even you know what so many other bakeries that i've been to have managed to like up a glazed donut there's no way i would even try (laughs) to order a a long john at any other bakery (laughs) it's just a fool's errand (laughs) like get real
0: yeah uh Flyboy, you do being a Sioux Falls resident, you like yourself some Flyboy donuts?
1: I have not been to Flyboy yet. I don't like the oh, elaborate, I don't like the like elaborate stuff with all like sure. on it. Mm-hmm. I like just a classic like chocolate frosting mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. glazed donut. Um, so we we haven't been to Flyboy, and there's one just a few blocks from our place now that used to be like a KFC and now it's called like Mr. Donut. Okay. Um, And there's also Daylight Donuts, which is very close to us. So we've got a lot of donuts places like within pretty reasonable range. But no, we have not. uh, You know, we went down to Omaha last or two weekends ago now, um, and went into went to Krispy Kreme because that is like I will say Krispy Kreme gets it right. And it was Sunday morning, and they gave us glazed donuts a dozen right off of like the conveyor belt line. Forget about it. Yeah, that, that's Ooh. hard to beat for sure. Yeah, we literally like walked it out to the car and had like two a piece right there. And then in that the parking <laughs> lot, because, oh my God. Uh,
0: very nice. No, uh, Flyboy though, uh, mm-hmm. the, the late great Kenny Kuypers was a donut aficionado, let yeah. me tell you. And he loved Flyboy donuts. Okay. Um, and you don't have to get the crazy stuff although right. I do love the maple bacon it's very sure. good and I it doesn't matter if it's ice cream or donuts or whatever if you put uh fruity pebbles on something I will eat it and I will <laughs> love it sure. but uh but even just their regular donuts it's the it's the consistent like the the consistency and the stretch of the inner dough and then kind of the mm. crispness of the outside they just they nail it nail so it. Okay. Try yourself when, some Flyboy. One of these sometimes. one of
1: these Saturdays or Sundays, we'll have to to get up. And we we usually, we have a, a coffee place that we go to. It's just like two blocks away. That's like our Sunday ritual. We go and get uh-huh. coffee there. And, and uh, it's called Queen City Bakery. I don't know if you've yep. been there. Yep, definitely. Um, but that's kind of like, we're like regulars there. Like we walk in and they're like, oh, hey, <laughs> you <laughs> nice. know, like, yes. you know who you are. But anyway, to get back on the subject, uh, yes. not only... Is the uh getting donuts that early a Kuipers thing to do? I think it's a very Matt Saracen thing to do. I feel like that would be his kind of uh, yeah,
0: I, I can see it definitely. Run
1: out, and get some donuts for him yeah. and grandma, and yeah, yeah, seems like the kind <laughs> of uh, uh, oh, what are you doing tomorrow morning? How about I bring <laughs> some donuts over? <laughs>
0: Well, he, so we'll assume he brought some donuts over. He also offers to go get the paper for Coach yeah. from outside, but they, Coach isn't having it. He's going oh, out. Like, weirdly defensive. <clears throat> does not I want mean, Matt to get his paper.
1: Before we realize what the context does, like, why maybe right. Matt doesn't want him to go outside, I was like, What the hell? Like, just like, coach won't allow Matt to get the paper. Is what I wrote in
2: my notes. Like,
1: (laughs) and was ready to be like, what the hell is that about? Like, what's? I'm still kind of like, what the hell, coach's deal. Yeah.
0: I feel like coach gets weird with other males in his household. Like he's just not used to it and it, yeah, Yeah. weirds him out. But uh, it turns out that the reason Matt was wanting to go out and get the paper was to prevent coach from going outside and seeing all the white flags that had been planted in coach's lawn due to the forfeit from what I assume was the night before.
1: Uh, This
0: is a Saturday after the, the bad game.
1: I, uh, I'm glad that you caught that, that they were white flags because I was like taking notes and just oh, yeah. like, looking up occasionally and I just saw that Tammy was collecting something and I thought they were for sale signs and I was like, do East Dillon fans <laughs> care that much? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to bring this up
0: uh, later and we can still talk about it later, but I also, even if it's just white flags, I also feel like there was like nobody even at the game. There were like 15 right. East Dillon. did. All 15 East Dillon fans that were at the game drive over together to coach's house to put him in there?
1: No, I think word spreads fast like fast. And I think they were probably like, Oh, yeah, this guy, you know, he we're mad at him because he made he got us to state and lost barely. So let's find another way to screw Uh, with him.
0: So it was West Dillon people. Yeah. That's your theory. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Over at the uh West Dillon, Panthers, apparently Saturday morning film sessions are a thing. I think we've talked about this. It's still weird to me. Yes. That would it suck. Is, yeah. I remember how awful I felt on Saturday mornings after football games. <laughs> like I would be so sore. I slept in the basement. I'd be so sore that there were, I, there were literally times where I had to like crawl on all fours <laughs> up the stairs. But they get up, they go to the their film session on Saturday morning, and they're just kind of hooting and hollering, watching the the highlights. Yeah, the they're game. loving it. They are <laughs> man uh, going nuts. They're talking about how J D. McCoy and Luke Cafferty are so good together, and they start a state chant. Uh, yeah, <laughs> state, 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 like
1: <laughs> wow. Okay, after the first game. Well, that's that's living in Dylan for you. I think I just guess so with the because the territory <laughs> i guess so uh
0: but over at east dillon uh there is no hooting and hollering
1: happening no. uh cuz there's nobody actually there yeah no it is just uh coach taylor and coach stan i think was stan the, that sounds right yes yeah um <laughs> not the other coach that whose name we aren't 100% sure yeah, of the the panther <laughs> yeah uh, c- conrad yeah, yeah. Mm. um yeah they're just watching uh some Lions game film alone. Uh, the rest of the team did not show up. Coach gets up to leave. Um, they kind of like he and Stan kind of like talk back and forth, right? They're kind of like, oh, mm-hmm. you know what happened? You know why isn't the team here? Whatever. So coach gets up and leaves, and who pulls up? Oh, but Buddy Garrity. It's Buddy. Yep. Buddy pulls up and he
0: basically is like begging coach to go with him. And coach is like, what are, no, buddy, I'm not really in the mood for this. But beggy, but Becky, Becky buds him, (laughs) buddy begs him to go with him. Uh, He's got something to show him. So coach relents, gets in and buddy brings him to an empty lot with a mailbox where supposedly Luke Cafferty lives, or at least that's what he has his address listed as. Uh, But it turns out that Luke Cafferty actually lives in the East Dillon school
1: district. But he says he's supposed to be yours coach. Yeah. We get uh, a scene shortly after there, where coach and Tammy are discussing the Luke situation mm-hmm. and how I think, is this where Tammy is like, well, I'm going to have to tell him, um, I think I didn't write uh, Uh, to this. I don't have a lot about the Taylors here. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, because the next thing is that coach takes Julie to East Dillon, takes her to school, gives her a ride and she shows up and uh, it's pretty rough in the halls. (laughs) And do you know how we know this, Josh? Cause there's hip hop music playing in the background. <laughs> yes, there are. I literally, my notes, we know this because there are many minorities and there's rap music playing.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure what to make of that. I didn't know how I felt about that, but clearly a different demographic than, yeah. uh, West Dillon than what we're used to. Uh, Vince walks into school And they, he walks past a sign, like something about lions and pride, but somebody's kind of painted over it says lions are losers. (laughs) Uh, and he's got a white flag stuck in his locker as well. Mm -hmm. And this is where I had in my notes, like, why, why would people care this much already about the football team? I feel Mm -hmm. like nobody cares about that school in general or being there. Right. Yeah. High school kids are bullies. Yeah.
2: Like,
1: they'll find something to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. High school kids are bullies and people love to be haters in general. So, yes. I suppose. Uh, we see Matt at Dylan Tech Art School mm-hmm. uh, drawing a, a nude model, I believe, in this scene. Yes. Uh, but his teacher lets have him I, know. Sorry, we, I need
1: to interrupt this yeah because uh, I do have a nude model story.
0: <laughs> no, um, I hope
1: that you were the model. I was this close. <sighs> to doing uh <laughs> nude modeling in college for um for art students nice um uh, <laughs> at the time uh for a brief period i was uh dating an art student and um she like i think she mentioned it she was like oh yeah we need new models and like i was like oh i would totally do it like does it pay and it was like 15 dollars an hour
2: oh
1: yeah um so i like met up with the like the art teacher yeah. and like he gave me like you know like the w2 uh <laughs> or w9 whatever it is yeah fill out
2: uh-huh.
1: um and like yeah was was this close to uh, uh to doing it uh <laughs> but unfortunately it did not work out uh it not
0: did not work out with the girl, and thus did not work out for the <laughs> uh, art. Or what? unrelated, but okay. Both, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, obviously. Well, shoot. That would have been. I. W- I wonder if you would have got to keep
1: any of the art uh, to hang oh, in your that's house. That's a good question. <laughs> I never asked that because the guy was like. He was like, you can go full nude. Like some people do it in their underwear. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> I'm going full nude, buddy.
2: <laughs>
1: but uh to tap to top this off, I, I like in retrospect, like really, really like kind of wish I would have done it because like six months later, I started working at a restaurant in Brookings uh-huh. and I was bartending and the bar manager was an art student and totally would have seen my dong like six months before. <laughs> Uh, she would have been my boss. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that would have been absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, do you, would have you felt empowered by that or embarrassed by that?
1: Um, A little from column A and a little from <laughs> column B. I think uh, at the time, yeah, I think it would have been a little bit of like, uh, I probably would have been like 60% awkward and 40% <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, Man, mean,
0: what could have been? Shoot. Yeah. Well, if you ever get you the know, opportunity again, you make sure you take it. You don't want to regret that twice in your life. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> I'll have to get in touch with USF and see if you yeah. got me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> get a little side hustle going, posing for <laughs> nude sketches. There you go. I like it. Uh, so Matt is working
0: on that at Dylan Tech. And while he's doing that, the teacher lets him know that she put his name in for an internship with a local artist and Matt was chosen by the artist for the internship. And she said that Matt has what every artist needs, which is pluck. Yes. Uh, we see Landry pull up to East Dillon in his jalopy and, uh, he can't get a parking spot and he ends up backing into journey Smollett on her bike, uh, Jess Merriweather, J-E-S-S-M-E-R-R-I-W-E-A-T-H-E-R. That's how you should spell it on the check that you write to her. Um, She's pissed and gets him to agree to pay for the bike. So now Landry and Jess have met. Yes,
1: an interesting girl. (laughs) Yes, very interesting indeed. (laughs) Matt shows up uh, in a suit to the internship that he has uh, been assigned. What a freaking uh, just,
0: goofus Malufus.
1: Yeah. Um, it's just kind of in this like shed. <laughs> um, but he goes up and knocks on the door. Um, finds the artist whose name is Richard Sherman. Oh. Um <laughs> I didn't even realize that. I didn't think <laughs> <Yeah>. about that, <laughs> uh, which I got a good chuckle out of. Like, I, I don't think he was playing in the NFL at the time. So I don't know if they could have known, but yeah, it would have been close, but probably it would have been, been real quite. close. Yeah. yeah. He was probably, he probably had to have been like in college. Like yeah, his name had to have been known, but anyway, yeah, he finds uh artist, Richard Sherman. He's in his undies. <laughs> He's got a real Walter um, white thing going on for sure. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah, I just looked it up, and Richard Sherman's rookie year was 2011, so the artist was the original Richard Sherman. Yes. He's in his own, he's looking like Walter White, calls Matt a dumbass and
1: tells him to get inside (laughs) and
0: start moving things around, so. Yeah, Matt kind of
1: is like, oh, I think I'm in the wrong place, that's, it goes full on Goofus (laughs) Bloofus, I think I'm in the wrong place, Uh, I'm here for an internship with an artist? (laughs) Yeah. What's the artist's name?
0: Yep, that's that's me dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so real goofus Malufus start to this whole internship thing. Yes. Over at the East Dillon cafeteria, coach Taylor pulls Landry aside and tells him he needs his help with the football team. And Landry tells him off, basically says like you quit on us, so
1: we're quitting on you, coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're all done. And you, you know and you know that coach is serious when he pulls Landry aside because he doesn't call him Lance. <laughs> yes.
2: I also
0: noticed that.
1: <laughs> when he's talking to Tammy later, he also refers to him as Landry. So you know, you yeah. know, coach is in a bind. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Just once again, reestablishing that he definitely knows what his name is. It's just an ongoing bit. Yeah. Coach himself is also a bully. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Tammy waits until practice to pull Luke Cafferty aside. Yeah. going to talk to him about the address situation.
1: Yeah. Pulls him aside. She asks him where he lives and he gives the dummy address and she's like, but that's not where you really live. Is it yeah. is he's upset, but he handles the news very respectfully that he has to either move yeah. to East Dillon or, or go to East Dillon or move. And, a couple of weird things about this scene mm-hmm. that eh, Tammy's like, well, your parents can move, and Luke is just like, that's not possible. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's <laughs> going on at the Cafferty house that they absolutely do not have the option to move. But. I
0: think, I think, if I remember correctly, his uh, his parents are like farmers or ranchers. So, oh, sure, that would that would hold them that, to their yeah, that would do it. Address. Absolutely,
1: yep. Yeah. I yeah, the the way he acts, yeah. Um, was very There's, I've been watching. Uh, this is related i promise um i've been watching tim and eric's bedtime stories on hbo go oh, i haven't heard of um that. oh you should watch it it's great yeah. it's like it's the kind of like their version of it's like a twilight zone but with a tim and eric twist oh nice yeah um and the the pilot episode is well wow, that's it's definitely
0: in your q zone right there 100
1: yeah <laughs> um but they uh the pilot episode it's tim and eric and zach galifianakis and they are um like they can inherit a thousand dollars like their grandpa died or whatever is like the plot, but so they can inherit a thousand dollars, but they have to live in a haunted house for the rest of their lives. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And that's the thing. It's like Tim and Eric are like, yes, absolutely. You know, we got to do it. They're like, they just spend all day, like counting the thousand (laughs) dollars and Zach Galifianakis like wants to leave. Um, and that's like part of the bit, but that's what like, it made me think of is like the only possible way that like, they could move <laughs> is they're tied down to a haunted yeah. house or something.
0: Yeah. I, that's, a, that's definitely a, a possible explanation for sure. Either that or the farm thing, but yeah.
1: Yeah. But uh, <laughs> no, we kind of get a real view of who Luke is. I yeah, really liked exactly. I really liked this scene because it made me think a lot about, um, the job that I did before I got into the position that I do now Mm -hmm. um, was basically customer service. And Mm -hmm. it was a lot of people who had screwed up and refused to admit that they screwed up and Uh were like mad at me. You know, I got yelled at a lot Yeah, and I always thought like, man, I feel like if I was in that situation, I would just be like, Okay, I get it. I don't like this news, but like it was my bad. Yep. Um and that's kind of exactly how Luke Cafferty mm-hmm. handles this news where he's yep. just kind of like, "Okay, I understand." <laughs> like yeah. he did, he barely fights it. Yeah. Like this sucks, but I get it. Yeah.
0: Yep. And he even he even like apologizes yeah. to her yeah. for Sorry for lying about the address like today. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, <something> like that. <laughs> uh
0: my question about this is he talks about like I've I've worked so hard for the for the Panthers for this team. Yeah. But like we've never actually seen we've him never before this met year. This guy. Like what year is he? Uh yeah. yeah. So you mean like in the last <laughs> k- few weeks <laughs> yeah. of football practice or yeah, where did Luke Cafferty come from? Cuz he's apparently lived, I'm assuming, at on that farm for yeah. his entire Was he life. Like
1: so. second string behind Tim Riggins or something and no, that's we why. just never I don't know. But uh, yeah, we this but I like I think about sorry to interrupt you no. but when I think about the show I think about like obviously I love the show or I wouldn't have spent <laughs> freaking like 70 hours now talking about it with
2: you <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> but like um one thing that I think I would love would have loved for them to do is like during season 3 when they knew they were going to switch schools, if they would have started Mm. establishing some of these new characters. Like, and I know how, like, you know, different seasons have different like contractual obligations right. for actors and stuff, but like, mm-hmm. man, it would have been so cool. Like, it would have been so brilliant, I think, to have brought in like Luke mid season last year. Yeah, and, even just like,
0: seeing him like on the bench, you know, yeah. like it doesn't even have to have a big part, but you just yeah. start seeing him and yeah, exactly. Instead of literally introducing him exactly. as a panther in
1: one episode and then the next episode, like, yeah. oh, now
0: he's a main character.
1: Right. You are even like, if they would have, like, because the shits of it is, like, yeah, this is a brand new high school, but also it's in the same, like, it's in the same town. So, like, theoretically, all of these people would have just been going to West Dillon last right. year. <laughs> like, right. Yeah.
0: That's a good point. Uh, so, yeah, all these guys are just the guys that didn't go out for the football team yeah, in West Dillon. Yeah. Hmm. Didn't even think about that.
1: Just, yeah.
0: but yeah i think like you said one of the main things of this scene is that we see that luke is a really good guy like he's yes like solid exactly and yeah so uh yeah like last episode we i think we were supposed to see him as a bad guy a little bit because yeah, he, he was buddying like, up with jd but yeah they were like definitely
1: turned broing it up hard yeah <laughs> like real some real douchebaggery yeah
0: Okay, so over at Riggins Rigs, uh, Billy's wound up pretty tight about a lot of stuff. He's got a lot going on.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's very anxious, um, mostly about the pregnancy, but also about, um, you know, having this small business now. Yeah. Uh, We find out that Billy has not paid Tim yet. (sighs) Nope, it's
0: been a few weeks and Tim has not got a paycheck yet. But yeah, so, but Billy's still getting after Tim. Tim's got a line about Billy. did you pass me that violin when you're done with it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need that violin when you're done. Uh So things are a little tense at Riggins Rigs, but they get a they get a call. Billy takes a call, and uh, they they got a tow job. So uh he sends Tim out to go make the tow. This next scene. Ugh. Joe Joe freaking McCoy. Ah. Um he pulls up on his freaking golf cart with Wade Aikman and Corner's Tammy in the parking lot and uh he opens this conversation with just a big fake smile and uh all right Tammy what's it going to take? <laughs> just such a sleaze ball. 100% uh, scumbag. Uh y- I, you know what I think scumbag is better cuz sleaze ball is more buddy but uh, <laughs> the Joe McCoy scumbag move of the week, mm-hmm. I think, is I what think we might have got to start incorporating here. that into yeah. a, a new award. I think so. Uh, but he straight up offers her a bribe for uh, Luke Cafferty getting that situation figured out in the school parking lot. Tells her she might get lynched. Uh, when people hear about this,
1: yeah, um, just a total creep. Um, kind of informs Tammy. He's like. Well, and this is where I think they maybe should have played it differently. Um, and I'll tell you why, okay? Because Joe's like, Why don't you ask your husband how long that mailbox has been there? Because um, like they've been using this for a while, and you know, if word gets out, you know, we could talk about forfeiting games and even state championships, right? Um, I think if they wouldn't have included the scene where Buddy is literally showing Coach this mailbox, so Coach has no, like we know that coach has no prior knowledge of this. Oh yeah. Like there's a scene just before this where he's like, oh wow.
2: (laughs) Like that's how he finds
1: out about it. So like it really doesn't implicate coach at all. Like we already know that coach is innocent. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We could have, they could have made us wonder a little more.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 No, that's
0: good. I didn't think about that. Uh, yeah. So Joe makes some threats. Wade Aikman's really worried that if they have to forfeit that first win of the season, they might not be able to come back from that. Might once go again. down the tubes the whole season. Yes, I think we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. They get really
1: worried about one. Every loss. every game counts.
0: Yeah. Uh. So yeah, that situation is getting more complicated. Uh. Tim Riggins pulls up to the tow job and turns out it's Becky. She's doing a bow impersonation. Uh, hey, yeah. Tim Riggins, that used to be a panther. <laughs> yeah. um, turns out she called in the tow because she needed a ride to school, and her mom couldn't do yeah. it for some reason. Doesn't know where her, so. her
1: mom is. Yeah, or something like that.
0: She's, uh, you know, she's got that uh, kind of uh, jaded world wisdom, where yes. you know she she can figure out how to make it. Uh, if she has to, so for sure, pretty slick move, calling yeah. Tim for the toe.
1: Yeah, Tim is. Uh, as I wrote in my notes, annoyed but impressed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly.
1: Get a little, get a little scene of Matt, uh, complaining to Julie about the internship. Pretty unimportant scene. I didn't really write anything else down about it. The only thing else that I noted about it. Um, well, A, they're
0: delivering pizza again, which. Oh, sad. yeah. Mm-hmm. But the main thing I wrote down <laughs> was Julie's freaking brutal line that she, because Matt is like talking about how this guy, like, you know, doesn't have any respect for him and stuff. And Julie's like, maybe he thinks that, you know, you're not a great artist because you go to community college. <laughs> Jeez, Julie. <laughs> And then she immediately realizes like, right oh, the that was a terrible thing to say. But geez, that was a Julie Goofus Maloufus moment mm-hmm. right there. Uh, I think she does say at this set point that maybe he needs to assert himself and take the bull by the horns yeah. a little. So Julie giving that classic Julie advice. Um, <laughs> pretty on brand for Julie. Yes. Coach shows up to another neighborhood where hip-hop is playing. And uh, <laughs> It's rough. He's out of place. Uh, He knocks on a door of an apartment and talks to who we find out is Vince's mom. She does not seem well. Yeah. uh, Looking pretty rough. uh, Probably under the influence, I think is uh, pretty safe to say. Um, Coach tells her, hey, looking for Vince. He hasn't been to practice in a while. And his... Vince's mom basically says like that's Vince's business. I don't know. There ain't no laws about missing practice. (laughs) Um, Coach kind of pushes it a little bit. She says well you got 20 bucks. So coach gives it 20 bucks. She gives him a little info on where
1: coach might find him. Vince does see this happening. Yeah. Vince kind of witnesses all of this from a distance. There's a scene later. I don't not to get too ahead of it but where he hands the $20 back to coach Uh which I thought was weird because there's no way that vince could have heard them talking like he could see them but there's no way he could have heard them yeah i don't know how he could have known that there was 20 dollars involved unless i guess maybe mm. he saw coach like pull out his wallet yeah if he or saw the actual but, yeah
0: handoff but yeah that's good point. anyway
1: uh, we get a really weird scene. wow wow this was weird
0: <laughs> this was bizarre what was going on
1: it's such a strange scene. Like it almost out of like, it almost could have been thrown in anywhere in this episode because yeah. like, it's not really <sighs> coaches at a gas station.
0: And he's just um, sitting there too.
1: Yeah. Like filling up with gas. Yeah. And there's another guy there who I didn't, I wish I'd have written down more about it, but basically this guy keeps telling him that he needs to find his inner pirate. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He starts off by talking about, you you heard of swinging your sword or something like that? Like, that's how he opens it.
2: It's like, you're
0: supposed to swing your sword like this, but you're kind of swinging your sword like this. (laughs) Like, with the limp wrist thing. Then, yeah, you got to find your inner pirate. God does things for a reason, but you can't make the most of it if you don't find your inner pirate.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Why was this so
0: weird? (laughs) This is maybe the weirdest scene at least up to this point in the entire series. <laughs> it was so unnecessarily weird, too. Like, that did not <laughs> yeah. need to be, like, these weird metaphor. I mean, don't get me wrong. I loved it. It was great. <laughs> it was great, yeah. <laughs> but I just don't understand. So bizarre. I don't understand. Uh, also, really not, doesn't have any effect on. No. The re- unless That's Coke- what I said. We're supposed to. We're supposed to think that Coach was actually inspired by this inner pirate I thing, guess. and that's what like caused
1: the turnaround in the episode, or what? But I literally think, like I said, a you could have thrown this scene in anywhere, anywhere. in this episode, and arguably anywhere in the series <laughs> <laughs> like at any point, and. Yeah, it's just, it was so, and it would have been weird anywhere. It would have been weird Oh, yeah. Because uh, the,
0: the metaphors were completely nonsensical. Yeah. I don't know.
1: It was very bizarre. The whole thing was extremely bizarre.
0: Wow. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm glad that you also were confused, <laughs> but entertained by this. All right. So moving on, Coach uh, goes back home. Tammy confronts him about the mailbox situation, you know, says, hey, they're saying that, you know, they would have been using this mailbox while you were the coach. I feel like he kind of sidesteps the question, but you pointing out that he obviously didn't know about it, which I didn't like. I In this moment, I was like, oh, maybe coach did know about it. But no, you're right. They established that he did not know about it. (laughs) We witnessed him discovering it. Yeah. So my notes are a little off then for this, but Tammy tells coach Joe's going to start digging and his state title may be in jeopardy and kind of turns into a bit of a yelling match here. Yeah. Uh, Coach storms out.
1: Says, I'm going to go get some milk.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, he, he does, he says, I do not appreciate, uh, walking into my house and being accused of things, which I'm with coach on that. There's nothing. That's like a, that's a trigger for me. Like getting accused of things, uh, 100%. What, whether I've done them or not, <laughs> like, Oh, I just get so mad when that happens. So I um, get in coach. Nobody likes it.
1: I've got uh, another story and this one we <laughs> yeah. can share on the podcast. I still have this, by the way, these emails. So I used to work at this restaurant. Uh, for Brookings, South Dakota, it was pretty high end, like it would have been like it, as far as tiers go, it was probably top tier, maybe okay. not the best restaurant in Brookings, but for sure the top tier. Yep, and we had this guy who was kind of like the head chef for a spell, probably my last like few months of working there. And he was a <laughs> and he hated me for whatever reason. There's <laughs> just one night we were working, and it was uh, my buddy, uh, Jimmy. Not the Jimmy that you know, different <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy. Okay. Uh, my my buddy Jimmy had sold a bottle of wine, and uh, the table had left maybe you know like a glass worth left in it, mm-hmm. maybe a half a glass left in, in it. And mm-hmm. I knew that Angie had had a really rough day, so I was like, "Oh, I'll take that home to Angie. Like it's better than just throwing it away, right?" Mm-hmm. So, I was closing bartender that night, which means I'm the last person out of the restaurant. And as I'm leaving. This guy pulls up, he had to do some the restaurant or whatever. So, like a week later, I get an email from him at like midnight. <laughs> I'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> I've maybe, maybe never been more upset in my life. Ugh. Top five for sure. Yikes. So, I get an email. I won't read this whole thing. I've given myself, Anthony, I've given myself. God, I wish I could see what time that this email came in. I know it was after midnight. <laughs> Give myself some time to consider what the appropriate course of action is regarding my witnessing you stealing alcohol from the restaurant.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: To this point, I haven't sold any told anything, said anything to the bosses. He names them, but I won't say their names. Um, I've been put in an undesirable position by your choices. <laughs> I I like you. I like you and I know that even petty theft on your record would not be something you want. At the end of the day, you are pretty fortunate. It was me who chanced on what you were doing instead of someone else. Pretty likely. Oh, so this is what happened is he pulled up. I realized that I forgot something uh, like a closing task. Uh So that added to his, whatever, Uh pretty, pretty likely you got scared that I saw it. And that's why you came back. Uh, probably, uh, returning under the pretext of filling the ice bins, which we do at night. And he says, which I obviously know doesn't get done at night, <laughs> even though it does. Anyway, neither here nor there. He goes, the security cameras do record there. And if push comes to shove, reviewing them back over a period of time will likely reveal more of the same. Oh my god! I prefer not to go that route. I'd rather give you the option of handing you your, t- uh, of y- handing in your two weeks notice to <laughs> Davis today. To Davis was the manager without making a big to do about it. I don't care what reason you give him at the end of the day I can't in good conscience good can't in good conscience ignore what I saw. Let me know ASAP what you plan to do. If I don't hear back from you I'll have no choice but to talk to Davis. Soon. Oh my gosh. So I stupidly I wish I wouldn't have wrote it back. I wish I would have gone straight to the boss and said yeah. like, "I want to show you this email." Yeah. And I did end up showing it to him and I don't uh-huh. think the guy ended up staying much longer. And this was this is about 3 months before I left. But I wrote him back stupidly because I was furious. Like, oh, I was
2: yeah. worked. At.
1: <laughs> but I just said, Mike, the bottle you saw me carrying was a bottle that was purchased by a table that wasn't finished by said table. There was less than a glass left in it. And instead of throwing it out, I chose to bring it to my girlfriend who likes red wine. If you need any corroboration with this, you can ask Jimmy or Jesse, who were also working that night and aware of that. The cameras will also corroborate said story. That constitutes a stealing from the restaurant. We can discuss that, but I assumed I didn't. It did not. I actually did return to replace the ice, for the record. The bottle in question remains in my girlfriend's apartment. I appreciate your concern. Oh, (laughs) that was very nice. Uh, That was a very respectful response. (laughs) I wish I would not have done that. Like, literally the next day, I was like, because I I had class the next day, and I remember just being, like, (sighs) on the edge of my seat, because I was like, I need to go in and talk to this, because I was like, this guy's trying to blackmail me. Yeah. Based on... Geez, yeah, I was furious, and there's a few more emails. I don't think there's anything, but then he's he goes, well, I'm very much relieved to hear that. I've been really torn up about it, oh my gosh, please excuse me jumping to conclusion. what did this guy do at the restaurant? He was like he was a chef, he cooked and he still runs like he still runs like a food truck in Brookings that I have refused to yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no doubt to uh patronize i suppose gotcha. uh, yeah but yeah that's probably the most upsetting. like literally that's how upset i am i don't keep a lot in my inbox i keep those emails because <laughs> i remember li- just like <laughs> yeah i literally as soon as i could i went straight to the boss and was like just want to let you know um yeah. this guy came out shooting without asking any questions and Jeez. yeah i'm Wolf. still really good friends with the guy who owned the restaurant not the guy who managed uh-huh. Um, and I remember like a year later I talked to him about it because he was like, "God, that guy's piece." And I remember being like, "Hey, did I ever tell you about the time he accused me privately of stealing alcohol?" And he's like, "Oh, he talked to me about it," and I was like, "Oh, yeah, sucks." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah anyway, that would
0: that would make me about as mad as you could possibly, but possibly make. Me. I was
1: furious. Woof. <laughs> All right. Well takes a lot to piss me off like genuinely make me pissed off uh, and that that <laughs> <laughs> yeah no doubt so yes uh i agree long uh, uh, short story long yes i hate being accused of things <laughs> uh but especially <laughs> yeah. when i haven't done them
0: yeah you you coach and i all agree that sucks yeah. all right so coach then we get a lot of coach in a row here. All my yeah. notes. That's like I've four got, scenes in a row. It's yep. coach, 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 coach.
1: <laughs> same. One hundred percent same. And I noticed it while I was taking notes last night. Like, man. So they should have stuff.
0: they should have inserted the random inner pirate talk somewhere else in the show to split yes. up the coach scenes a little. But agreed. Okay, so coach tracks Vince down. Uh he's playing basketball at the park, tries to convince him to come back, says, Hey, I'm not gonna chase you anymore. This is your last chance, kind of, basically. Kind of
2: does
1: some, like, weird threading to him where he's like, you know, uh, that officer's been asking me what you've been up to. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. how you've been doing and stuff. Um, which I thought was maybe morally questionable on Coach's part. But... Well, oh, it's
0: probably true, though, because it was yeah. kind of like a last chance type thing for him. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Definitely holding that over Vince's head, for sure. Yeah. Uh, we see Matt over <laughs> Richard Sherman's <laughs> uh,
2: 2011.
0: Did I say that? 2011 was Richard Sherman's rookie season? Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. So Matt's over there. <clears throat> he, uh, the artist guy is like, Richard is looking at Matt's drawings.
1: Yeah. Kind of fanning through his portfolio. Um, yeah. Doesn't have much of a comment. Yeah. Doesn't really say a word about it, but kind of puts him down.
0: All right. Time to move some Chevy parts up front so I can start cutting them. Um, So
1: Matt walks away pretty dejectedly
0: Mm -hmm. at that point.
1: Landry uh, is eating at the barbecue joint where Jess works. I don't know if if this was an odd scene because he's at a table with two people that he seems not to know.
0: Yeah, that's like a barbecue thing, like the shared
1: table but it was thing. like a small table. It was like a four-person yeah. oh, table. Yeah. He, he was like, like shoulder to shoulder with you yeah. 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 It wasn't like, when I think of like shared table at a barbecue restaurant, I think of like a large picnic table. This was a four-seat table. Yeah. <laughs> it was awkward.
0: <laughs> also weird. It, I feel like a barbecue restaurant is a weird place to study. Uh,
1: well, that's like, I was trying to figure out if he was there because he knew Jess worked there. Like if he found that out by... By chance, or if this just happened to happen? Yeah.
0: yeah. Also, I was just, I was wondering about like, so does Landry just not want to go to like the drive-in or the Alamo Freeze right. because like he goes to East Dillon now and he right. doesn't want to see be,
1: Panthers? I don't. That's know. that's the logical move. Maybe yeah. maybe this was an East Dillon thing that none of the Panthers hang out at, and he knew he didn't want to be like harassed by them or something. Yeah. yeah.
0: Cause I, yeah, I thought it was weird. That's what I came up with. But, uh, but That's yeah, good, barbecue eating barbecue and like studying and holding books doesn't really go together. No, so no. it's still a strange choice, but, uh, but yeah, it turns out Jess works there and actually her dad owns the place mm-hmm. and she's super busy. They're super slammed. So Landry kind of helps her out a little bit cause he met her earlier in the day. And, uh, her dad is like
1: confused and not impressed I guess by this yeah her dad at one point like at the near the end of the scene like she he, Landry like helps her with something and he's like hey I go to high school with Jess I'm just uh, just trying to help her out and he like hands Landry the garbage to take out yeah. and then as Landry's taking out the garbage he gives Jess a look like what the f-
2: Exactly. It was
1: a very strange look. Yeah, yeah. He's
0: he's very suspicious, I guess, Mm -hmm. of of Landry. Yeah, that's a good that's a good word
1: for it. Is suspicious because it's not even like it's not even like Jess was like, "This is my friend." Yeah, like Landry. It was all Landry. It's yeah, (laughs) one hundred percent. His reaction was very bizarre to me, but I think we get we're
0: supposed to get the impression that he's a very protective father. Sure, so that makes sense. I think that's the main point. Mm-hmm. Uh coach Taylor lets the coaches know he's calling a special practice for Saturday night. Yeah. Uh was did the Lions have a bye week this week? My question exactly. Did they forfeit <laughs> another week right. because they didn't have a team? Yeah. I do not know. Uh I also didn't understand the timeline of this. Uh but what else is new for Week show.
1: two seems early for a bye, but
0: yeah, gosh, I what do I know? I have no idea. Coach says if this special Saturday night practice doesn't work, uh, they'll start over, but he doesn't really know what that even means. Uh, yeah. he, Coach goes out to the field and kind of looks out over everything, he just seems to kind of be trying to collect himself and kind of like get catch a breather or something. Uh, Tim walks up. I yeah, guess Tim, Tim just happens
1: to be yeah. hanging out in the area, I guess. I, I think
0: maybe Tim was like specifically seeking him out uh to talk about this, but I wasn't sure. I also put in my notes at first I had Tim happens to be walking by, question mark, question mark, but I do think he he specifically came to see Coach. Tim offers to help coach the team, and coach like immediately agrees on that, takes yeah. Tim Riggins
1: up on that. So. <laughs> Um, we have a big booster meeting as yeah. I couldn't tell if it was Applebee's. I don't know if Applebee's is sponsoring the show anymore.
0: <laughs> That's true. Yeah. We haven't seen any Applebee's in season four. Uh, this seems to be the same restaurant that they're always, that we always right. see the boosters in that. I don't know if we've ever
1: established where it actually is, but
0: right. they're at their regular table.
1: Yep. Yep. Big table. Uh, Tammy walks in and interrupts, tells Joe that, uh, Hey, just in case I wasn't clear in our conversation the other day, uh, Luke is going to East Dillon. Yep. Um, and uh, I just want to make sure uh, that what we talked about, you know, you talking about digging up, you know, about that uh, mailbox and possibly canceling out uh, yeah. prior state victories. I just want to make sure you talked it over with these fellows already. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Just an excellent move. Yeah, Tammy plays this perfectly. So, yeah, we get the impression, well, we can understand that yeah, the the Panther boosters who have probably been boosters for 30 years, all of them, uh, aren't too crazy about retroactively voiding their last state championship
1: at least. Cool. Um the summer that I lived in Okaboji, um that was really like the summer that we really took up the phrase putting on blast, Uh um, to the point where my neighbors, we bought a (laughs) blasting zone sign and put it on the front of one of the little (laughs) cottages that we lived in. Um, and I think that Tammy Taylor, uh, in this episode earned her own blasting zone (laughs) sign uh, because she, she 100% uh, puts Joe McCoy on blast.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hard for sure.
0: Yeah, so Joe McCoy is not feeling so smug anymore. Yeah. Uh at at this point,
1: uh it'll come back, don't worry. The, <laughs> the smugness. Yes. Just a uh, temporary setback in yeah. Joe McCoy's uh smugness.
0: Matt is at his internship with Richard. Uh he's acting pretty salty. Cuts his hand. Kind of loses it on the guy in the process. does he needs to go get a tetanus shot. Yeah. Um, tells Richard he wants his help becoming an artist, but he's not even saying anything. Richard's not even saying anything, wants him to say something. And so <laughs> he's like, all right, I'll say something. Pulls out Matt's drawings, kind of rifles through them, grabs one, starts tearing it up. And Matt is obviously like, what the heck are you doing? But he kind of just like tears off just a hand from one of the drawings and says here this part doesn't make me want to puke work from this place so mm. matt's got a little artistic feedback
1: finally yeah, from richard finally.
0: in richard's own way
1: vince shows back up at coach's office gives back the 20 bill uh says she had no business asking for this money you had no business giving it to her yeah um you know um Coach apologizes, you know, basically says you're right. Um, Ask Vince to not quit um, and to talk to the team and kind of organize, uh, put together this Saturday practice that he's coming up with. Yeah, does the
0: coach thing, the coach Taylor thing, where he says like the same thing over and over in a very intense way. I don't know (laughs) if he knows, this. bring them to me, talk to them. Bring them to me. <laughs> Talk to them for me. Talk to them and bring them to me tomorrow night. <laughs> it's a very Coach Taylor thing. But yeah. Uh, yeah, he really lays it on the line for Vince there and uh, tries to get his help. Uh, we see West Dillon pep rally. Everybody is pumped for the Panthers. Yeah. Uh, the vibe's good. Everybody's all cheering or dancing. Yeah, they're going. <laughs> yep. Uh we don't know for sure if any of the players uh freestyle rapped uh <laughs> or i more like freestyle rhymed yeah. uh, like smash <laughs> but uh Tammy takes the stage and uh the vibe turns and she gets booed at a pep rally the yes. word has apparently gotten out about Luke um she gives the worst teacher line ever when everybody's being rowdy of I will wait mm. uh, which, come on, teachers, you know that that's not going to work. Oh, Maybe with first graders. But the smugness of the stud of suds is back. It's, back. it's, it's the smug stud of suds, and yep. uh, it's intense.
1: Yeah, Joey McCoy, is uh, he's
0: loving it. Yeah, he's basking in Tammy's mm-hmm. downfall. We get the special practice. coaches out on the field. Nobody else is there. Luke arrives in a Panther shirt. What mm-hmm. are you doing, Luke? I mean, it made for a nice little scene later, but really, you don't yeah, have a non Panther t shirt. Yeah, uh, he very earnestly okay. introduces himself. Though, what was that? Sorry,
1: I was gonna say it might be a, a Shane Hurt situation where literally his whole closet <laughs> is just flatline <laughs> <laughs> Panthers clothes. But I guess <laughs> it looks like nobody else is gonna show up, but they do. Yep, whole team kind of a nice little moment um they all kind of walk up in in a row in two different rows <laughs> yeah vince meeting. S- yeah special little moment coach starts a little barrel fire <laughs> well he gives it gives a nice speech <laughs> yep he does. um top tier coach speech for sure it was um starts a barrel fire and tosses some game tapes into the barrel fire yep. um and then invites the team to throw their jerseys into the fire, which is a questionable call. I feel like they don't have the budget for
0: that. (laughs) They definitely do not have the budget for that. Uh, They don't even have the budget to buy the coach another hat. uh, We learned last week. So uh, I guess it's symbolic,
1: but uh, maybe not well thought out. (laughs) Well, now uh, that they don't have to pay for the barbecue, that Tammy has to go pick up 20 racks of rib for maybe <laughs> yeah. they, they can set the rib money aside for some jerseys. There you go. There you go. That's a
0: good, that's a, yeah, that's a smart way to make up for it. Uh, but yeah, everybody eventually, I think Vince is the first one maybe to throw his old Jersey into the yeah. fire and then Landry follows and then Tinker. And then Luke throws his Panther shirt into the fire, which, Uh, Yeah, I guess the wearing the Panther shirt to practice to a Lions practice that worked for this scene, but still doesn't make sense. But yeah, the whole thing is coaches asking them like, uh, hey, sorry, I quit on you. We're not going to do that again. Will you let me help you finish this fight? That's their whole thing. Let's finish it. Let's finish the fight. We get another really sad scene of Tim falling asleep. By himself drinking at the bar. Uh, in the daytime. In the daytime. It's yeah. It's kind of Tim's rock bottom bar there.
1: Yeah. Smitty's, I think. <laughs> yeah. Toby's. I think I guess. I, in uh the last episode, I think I called it scooters. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I think it's Smitty's. <laughs> Smitty's.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh so yeah. Sad scene for Tim. Uh Becky's mom is working again. Tim mm-hmm. tells her. He's looking, he's tired because he doesn't have a place to stay or sleep. Um, doesn't have the money for anywhere because he can't afford first and last month's rent. So she offers him the trailer in her backyard for $100 a month. Great, great deal there. Great deal. She assures him that she is not into him. And uh, so they won't, you know.
1: But she does let him care. know. Uh, Well, her exact words were don't get me wrong it was amazing it, it, yes we uh, did get that but established i'm not that into you and more importantly i don't think you're that into me
0: <laughs> yep yep uh but she needs the cash so she's still gonna let tim have the place so he heads out there and gets settled in and becky kind of looks on as he yeah makes his home in the trailer
1: yep yep he he arrives at uh at the trailer becky is um, now, this, this is where it's confusing because it looked like it was daytime when Tim was falling asleep at the bar, but oh. when he arrives at the house, Becky is taking laundry off a clothesline, and it is definitively dark out. Dark, yeah. So, which, like, that was odd that she was outside. I mean, they probably had to find an excuse for her to, yeah. to be outside when Tim arrives. But
0: Which, uh, according to the timeline of the practice, wasn't the special practice... Mm. On Saturday night, at what I thought it was 10, maybe it was nine, but anyway, late night. So we get the weird time, special to take down the laundry, <laughs> and then yeah, and then Tim at the bar, and then so something's out of order there. Yeah, uh, last scene Taylor household coach comes home, Tammy's drinking wine on the couch. They kind of commiserate a little bit with their situations. Tammy tells him that she got booed at the pepper alley, but. She did get one little bit of satisfaction standing up to the smug stud of suds and the boys of the boosters. Um, Coach fills her in. Hey, the team showed up. It's a start. He does apologize to her for lying about the mailbox, which again,
1: he didn't, he didn't, (laughs) he didn't know about it. Uh, I did not take very good notes on that last scene between uh, Tammy and coach because I was trying to Shazam the song playing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it must be one where they replaced the music on the DVD. Yeah. Because Shazam came up with nothing like three times in a row. I rewound it. Nothing. Um, Googled, like, what song is playing uh-huh. season season four, episode two, end of the episode. Found the song that was playing and, like, played it on YouTube and was not, not the that same song. song. So huh. um, it's a mystery tune.
0: Weird. <laughs> that was playing on the dvd yeah that's i felt like it was pretty high in the mix too it's weird that shazam couldn't grab it but mm-hmm. uh it but yeah i did i did notice it so uh what was the song that originally played
1: what you, what you hide by am oh or am and that was on oh and it says on here uh and tammy and eric on the couch and then in parentheses it says direct tv version Oh, anyway. um, Yeah, yeah, I was trying real hard to catch that, and I completely screwed up my taking notes at the end of the episode.
0: Oh, hey, there's a comment on this. I don't know if you must have been on that TuneFind.com site. Yep. I scrolled down 10 years ago, M. Bergeron39 commented, I watched all five seasons on Netflix. There was a song in the fourth season, episode two, after the fall that was used in the last two scenes. Uh, Tim Riggins at Becky's house, and Tammy and Eric finished the episode sitting on the couch. The Netflix version used a beautiful acoustic song, but I, when I looked it up on this site, it was a different song listed than what was used for the DirecTV version.
2: Mm-hmm. Can you tell
0: me what song was used in the Netflix version? Thank you. Uh, no reply. So, yep. but somebody, somebody else also somebody noticed posted
1: that. on on Reddit as well. Same thing. And oh yeah. No comments. <laughs> it's a mystery. That was like five or six years ago. So yeah, huh. no.
0: Uh, there you go. The episode ends with Coach making a little comment that, uh, yeah, it's a start, uh, but just got to find a way to get some new uniforms now. So, yeah. re- references the oh, maybe short-sighted move of burning the jerseys.
1: <laughs> yep, I definitely did not catch that line. I'm glad that you, <laughs> you did because, yep, they acknowledged it. <laughs> That's so. good.
0: All right, roll credits. That's the end of the episode. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with our awards for the week. All right, we're back. We're gonna give out our awards for the week. Like we always do. We're gonna start with the coach Taylor Inspo rating. Uh I feel like coach is finding his East Dylan footing here a little bit. Uh rough start to the episode, but uh boy, the uh the let's finish it speech, I feel like was pretty top-tier coach material.
1: Yeah, speech was great. You know, I mean if we're just looking at that, that's a hard like, you know, nine, eight, yeah, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Um you know the weird, like yeah. almost like blackmailing of Vince, and uh, the park mm-hmm. was weird. Mm-hmm. The visiting his mom um, was a little bit weird. Yeah. Um. So you got to knock him down a few notches there. But I like I'm feeling like a strong six to a light seven. Yeah. Yeah. You're right.
0: Yeah. Kind of all over the place on that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I feel good about a seven though. The
1: weird, uh, like, uh being defensive about the mailbox even though like we have the context that <laughs> so he doesn't know anything yeah that didn't make a lot of sense um i
0: feel like coach really did find his inner pirate and start swinging his sword <laughs> uh properly so uh i like a seven on this one i feel like being able to bring an entire football team back that had quit on you is a pretty impressive feat i mean it was mm-hmm he lost them in the first place, but he got them back. So let's go with the seven. I like it. Our Julie Taylor hate Don't get a ton of Julie here. Just a few interactions with Matt, uh, at the breakfast table in the pizza delivery car. How are we feeling about Julie?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, she doesn't have a lot of time, but she makes it count with her (laughs) comment. Um, about maybe he doesn't think you're a very good artist because you go to a community college, so... Yeah. Um, we got to give him at least, like... Or give her, excuse me, give her at least, uh, like, a three. Yep. I think here. Yep. I
0: had a three or a four in my mind, so... um, I think, yeah, that comment, and then also... Incurred, well, maybe it was decent advice to tell him to take the bull by the horns and assert himself, but... Uh okay, three. We're going with three. I like it. Big rig beer
1: tally. I mean, he was at a bar. So we had um once again, I had my my sharp eye out for the Tim Riggins beers. That away. He had he we he was seen drinking out of one bottle, um, and there were two other empties at the bar. I always forget how we handle implied (laughs) beers. Um, I feel like when we, we, when we can see visually how many he's had, I think we count them. Yeah. Um, When there's, you know, like an unsure amount, we don't, but um, I think of this one, we give him two or three, excuse me, three, three.
0: Three. Yeah. Uh, I think how we handle it has been wildly inconsistent (laughs) over the four seasons. (laughs) So probably true. (laughs) We'll go with three, though. That I mean, we do have very solid evidence. It's not like it's like even at the Riggins household where they could be Billy's beers or anything. Like he's sitting at a bar and they're there. Yes. So I think that is pretty safe. The Alamo Freeze presents the Matt Saracen Aw, Shucks Goofus Malufus moment of the week. Uh, I feel like we've got some material here. Um, Absolutely. I, yeah, um, I mentioned showing up to his art internship in a suit and tie I think
1: that's it for yeah, sure yeah. Um, that's my choice but um, to be fair I think the uh, uh, I, I cut my hand and I gotta go get a tennis <laughs> shot because I don't have one
2: uh, that was <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> pretty good too but I think him showing up in the suit yeah. uh, when the artist is there in his undies in a like shed
0: I feel like even if it was like a regular artist, when I think of an artist, I don't picture a person in a suit and tie no. painting in yeah. their studio. So I feel like that was goofus malufus either way, no matter what. Yep. Buddy Garrity sleazeball movie of the week. Uh, Got to go with, and you know, this is actually for good because it's exposing bad things, but these are things that Buddy himself did. I'm sure of it. Right, like the reason that Buddy knows about that mailbox is because Buddy's the one who has been using that mailbox for years. Absolutely, Buddy knows. So I I think that constitutes as a sleazeball move. I agree. So (laughs) Buddy will do whatever it takes. Now, Buddy must be we we we're seeing Buddy flip. I feel like because Buddy is still a Panther booster because he's at that booster meeting,
1: but. He's but we're seeing Eric. we're seeing some genuine allegiance come from yep. Buddy, not probably because he feels uh, a need to have allegiance to Eric Taylor, but because Wade Aikman and Joe <laughs> McCoy are running the team in a way that he personally does not like.
0: Yeah, and and they they. They do not respect Buddy
1: in the slightest. Mm-hmm. He's
0: chasing them around the football field while yep. they drive
1: their golf cart around. It's so. exactly that. They're yeah. they're treating him uh, not like the royalty that he sees himself as, yes. this, the, the Dylan Panther royalty that he sees himself as, especially not only as an alumni who has a state championship ring of his own, but also <laughs> okay. as a booster. Um, yeah, he doesn't like the way... He's he's got Panther blood running through his veins still, but he doesn't like the way that the team is currently being run. And uh, you know what, Buddy loves two things. Number two is the Dylan Panthers, but number one is Buddy Garrett. So he's gotta he's gotta look out for number one. You're right,
0: uh, old downey He's he's uh, yeah, he's watching out for himself. Uh, notable music cues that one song that we don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. nobody knows mystery mystery the, song from the end of the episode. The internet cannot solve this uh, this
1: mystery. Yeah. So if you can find it, let us know. yeah we'll. because Shazam didn't find it and nobody on the internet seems to have found it. so <laughs> if you can find the DVD uh, version song all right well hopefully that mystery gets solved
0: someday. Uh, outdated pop culture reference of the week. Anything we need to cancel?
2: There's
1: like, man, I wish I need to start thinking of that award. Like I do the Tim Riggins beer tally because I know there's gotta be something in every single episode of something that's outdated, but, um, Man, I just can't come up with anything uh, from as, from this episode. As far as canceling goes, I don't know if
0: I'd go as far as to cancel it, but the the East Dillon high school hallway with the hip hop music oh, yeah. and then that, the rough you know neighborhood. What,
2: that's,
1: it. that's that's definitely an outdated way to yes. show that yeah.
0: Yeah, it made me uncomfortable. So we'll go with that.
1: Quote of the episode. Hmm. I did not have anything written down. Oh, who is Mike Leach? The trivia to this episode says Mike Leach has a cameo in this episode. He asks Coach Taylor for directions to Lubbock at a gas station and tells Coach to find his inner pirate. Uh, <laughs>
2: so maybe that's, why, maybe
1: that's why that scene exists is because... Oh, he's a football coach. Oh, you know what? Sorry. Uh, yeah. This is the quote in For sure, of the the quote of the episode, and now we've figured (laughs) out the context of it. So let's, yes, freaking duh. All
0: right. So, uh, the obvious quote of the episode then is finding your inner pirate and swinging your sword, right? (laughs) Uh, I didn't write it down exactly, but that's for Mm -hmm. sure everything that he says. And in the process of looking this up, uh, Anthony discovered that that was a cameo by a guy named mike leach who apparently is a famous football coach currently the head sort.
1: coach currently the head coach for mississippi state uh his annual salary is 5 million usd so for a football coach that's pretty Jeez. freaking good um yeah looks like he's i mean he's got a wikipedia page so not so, just any i'll tell I don't think that uh, John Stegelmeyer has a Wikipedia page, and he just led the Jackrabbits to a national championship <laughs> loss, but he still got there. Right. So,
0: okay. So I found an article oh, entitled "Previously
1: the Head Coach." Sorry, previously the yep. head coach at Texas Tech University from 2000 to 2009, which yep. is when this episode aired. Yep. Uh, where he became the winningest coach in school history.
0: Oh well, that's something. Uh, so I found an article. Uh, The name of the article is Mike, Lind- Le- Mike Leach Brings Pirates Code to Football Field. And then the subtitle or like the lead-in or whatever says in his autobiography, the new Washington State football coach reveals the origins of the swing your sword motto used to great effect by his teams at Texas Tech. What a
1: weird bit. And guess where Texas Tech plays their home games? Lubbock, which is where he asked for, oh yeah! Uh, directions yeah, okay. to, so this is a cameo as himself, <laughs> but Coach apparently doesn't recognize him. Um, yeah, got a lot of boy, what a weird cameo. But I'm I'm glad. I'm very it inspired a lot of discussion here tonight. Yeah. so I'm. You know who would have got this reference? Miles Kiper, probably.
0: Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he could he could uh cleared this right up for us. Here's a quote. I'd thought a lot about what I was going to say before I entered the room. I jotted down a bunch of ideas on a scrap of paper, the same as I normally did before meetings. It's important for a team to be exposed to more than just football. And as I worked at it, the pirates and the metaphor of the sword just sounded right. I took that sword and laid it across the podium. The players were mesmerized, wondering what was going to happen after such a brutal loss. Wow, he really goes on about this pirate thing. (laughs) I'm, I'm talking like... Five, six, seven paragraphs about pirates. There are a lot of misconceptions about pirates. (laughs) (laughs) Some pirates are actually pretty organized businessmen.
2: Okay. Mike Leach is
0: very into pirates and swords. And... Apparently, at least people who are into football in Texas know about that. But that reference and cameo just went completely over our
1: heads. Yeah. Yeah. Shout
0: out to Mike Leach. Yeah. Come, come on the show. His, winning his coach in Texas Tech <laughs> football, I guess. Oh, yeah. Mike Leach, come on the show. We'll let you talk about Pirates and <laughs> yeah. Swords all we'll you want. We'll do
1: a full-on <laughs> episode about, about the Pirate way and swinging your sword, man. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
0: Well, I'm glad we solved that. I feel like we Me learned too. something tonight. Yeah, it's good. really
1: brought something to the table for sure.
0: Oh man. All right. Uh, MVP of the episode. I've got somebody
1: in mind, but I'm curious as to who you're. Thinking. Yeah. Um. Not Tim. He's in a rough spot. No. Um. I mean, Coach Eric Taylor. You could go back and forth on mm-hmm. because he's he's featured. Heavily in this yeah, episode, this is a coach episode. For um, sure. But I mean, we already talked in the inspo rating that he kind of wavers in his mm-hmm. uh, intent. <laughs> I wouldn't say Matt Saracen. No, uh, Julie's barely in it. Buddy is barely in it. You know, I'm inclined to go back to the well and say Tammy Taylor. <laughs> I, I, I think it's
0: uh, that's who I had in mind yeah. as well,
1: and I think it's legit. It's not just defaulting because <laughs> she. <laughs>
0: She stands up to Joe McCoy and she takes her lumps for it. She has that great moment though in the, Mm -hmm. in the, in the restaurant for sure. The bar. Yep. Yep. And she does the right thing, which, uh, I think we can appreciate. So I'm good with it. If you're good with it. Yep. Absolutely. Tammy Taylor, congratulations. You are this week's MVP of the episode. Always happy to give
1: it to Tammy Taylor.
0: Never a bad choice. No. All right, so that leaves us with our episode rating for this week. Um, I'm enjoying, you know, the the new the new cast, the new situation. A lot of drama in this one. I don't know. I, I but I felt a lot more positive about last week's episode, and then I felt like you talked me down a little bit, and I was like, right. it, you made a good case that it. But mm-hmm. so, yeah, I'm curious. What
1: are you? How are you feeling about this one? Yeah, um and you know this time I'm I'm willing to admit that I'm a little bit biased um in certain ways because you know as we've talked about on this show a number of times you know there's I think a an underlying bias against the East Dillon Lions um mm-hmm. because I mean they're not the sh- they're not the the team that we were that we've loved for 3 seasons. Yeah. On top of that, their color is red. Ooh, yeah. We don't like that. On top of that, you know, we went from blue and yellow, which is SDSU. <laughs> yep. And the Panthers, which is Platt. Platt. To red and white, which is USD. Hate Ooh, that. Yeah. Uh, and Wagner and Chamberlain and, and, Gregory. and Gregory. Yep. Those red teams. Last and least, Gregory. <laughs> um, So I think I find myself like, I, I think I'm maybe unfairly maligning. Yeah. Um, already <laughs> the East mm. Dylan uh, episodes of which there are, you know, like 24 left. So I yeah. should probably
2: <laughs> get over it, <laughs> get over that.
1: <laughs> um, but this is a, a pretty solid episode. I think, you know, I, I really like starting to get to know Luke. Mm-hmm. um I like the scene uh where all the the team comes back and they they decide to finish the fight yep that was great like I mean that's a that's a fantastic scene overall you know I I like where things are going for Tim he's got himself a home mm-hmm. I like where things are going for I mean I love the moments with Tammy um so I mean there's a lot to like in this episode I think this is a uh you know a light seven.
0: Yep. Um, I was coming in at a strong seven. So that makes sense. Uh, I think that that's, yeah, that makes sense. Last, we rated last week's a seven as well. And I felt like this was pretty on par Yeah, with last week's, So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, let's just go with a seven. Uh, I feel like that's, that's, we're both, we're both thinking the same thing. Okay, so that's it. Uh that's is where we usually wrap up. Uh so if you're yeah, I think that's about it.
1: Um I want to to bring something new in cuz we've been doing shout-outs here in kind of an unorganized way. Yeah. Um and I think we've got more and more uh so I think I think we should slip in a spot before we end the episode with the lesson of the episode um in doing uh maybe throwing in a shout out when necessary, when we've got shout outs yeah. to give. Yeah. So I first have to shout out, uh, my buddy, John rivers, who, uh, I met up with in Minneapolis this last, uh, weekend. Uh-huh. We went, uh, caught some beers before a twin get ga- twins game. He unfortunately wasn't able to join me for the twins game, but we grabbed a couple beers beforehand. And, uh, he was aware of the podcast but hadn't listened to it and he texted me during the game saying that he was listening to the season three finale and uh-huh. um his exact words were said uh, tomorrow's blues is off to a hot start you got a new listener nice <laughs> so welcome john yeah great to have you yep thank you uh old buddy from my brookings days moved to minneapolis uh in probably 2015. So about halfway through my tenure in Brookings. So there you go. Um, one of the, one of the greats Garrett Scott, who has, he's tweeted us a number of times and I don't know that we've ever shouted him out on the show. So we got to at least, uh, acknowledge him at this point. Maybe we have at crank chop. Yeah, that's the guy. Yep, that's the guy. <laughs> yeah, that's a great at. I that like is that. It's a great at, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he said, and I think this was especially I'm I'm glad that we shouted him out on this episode because he said season four, episode two, which we're the talking show. about, yep. um, is one yep. of my favorites. Wow, contains weird. arguably the best scene of the entire series. Ooh. Uh, the scene really cemented my love f- of the show. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Also, RIP movie dude one. Oh. Um yes. Uh I'm guessing the scene that Garrett loves is the, the teen yeah, the coming back. Barrel. The burn <laughs> barrel. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um I thought it was really good. I thought it was a really, really good scene. Um I don't know if I would consider it the best. <laughs>
0: Uh sorry, Garrett,
1: I definitely Person- would I mean, not, but
0: hey personally,
1: personal taste though, <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah. Uh oh by all no means, respect that's great. Uh I I probably would not, yeah, put that mm-hmm. in even my <laughs> top ten scenes. But uh no, I can respect that. And yeah, yeah. definitely some goosebumps on that. Great For sure. Great coach speech. Great, yeah, just a great moment. So yeah. and uh, if it's not that scene you're talking about,
1: I want to know oh, maybe yeah. maybe the Maybe the scene that he really loves is Tammy Taylor on uh, (laughs) Joe um, McCoy, McCoy, which is great too. Yeah. Yeah. We love to see
0: that for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah. Garrett, why don't you just go ahead and uh, I'll I'll reply to this tweet, but you can let us know exactly what scene you were talking about. I'm, I'm curious now. So, Hey, shout out to you. Crank chop.
1: (laughs) Finally, we have to shout out Matthew Taylor who uh, quote tweeted us. Um, on the season three finale episode said one of the best under the radar podcasts out there. Love rewatching hashtag FNL. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Matthew, we are the number 35 all time uh, TV re- <laughs> review podcast on Apple podcasts. So um you yeah. know, under the radar, it's a little bit disrespectful, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, You know, hey,
0: put a little respect on yeah. the, the Reliving the Lights name <laughs> <Yes>. there, Matthew. <laughs> uh, no idea how that's even possible that that's you know, where we
1: are currently ranked, but no, no, it's uh yeah, very bizarre. But no, all all jokes aside, thank you. We we appreciate any exposure we could get. We're really trying hard to sell out. Um <laughs> we really <and> make are. <laughs> make some money off of this. So uh uh, you know, we don't have too much. Too much further to go, no. um, so we're hoping we can lock somebody in because I still I would love to do the OC podcast. Oh yeah, um, even though we we're going to be overshadowed by Rachel Bilson and uh, Melinda Clark's podcast, but
0: <laughs> yeah, well. um,
1: I I think we would have a lot of fun, uh, Josh and I talking about the uh, the OC, and I mean I've I've looked forward uh, to doing this episode or to do, doing this show um, so much that uh, I think it would be I think it would be fun to can continue. Doing something, creating yeah. some sort of podcasting content because I I really look forward to doing this. So one way or another, uh, whatever we whatever we do after uh, after this show ends, we hope to to sell out. We were really <laughs> trying to make some money. Uh, is <laughs> is the end of it. So uh, Matthew, we appreciate you shouting us out, quote tweeting us, and uh, hopefully you know we gained uh, a listener or two just because of you because. Yeah. Uh, Trying to get that cheddar, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> help us out. So that that sweet grain belt cash is what we're looking <laughs> yeah. for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, we have to shout out Grain Belt. Uh, uh, we've been drinking yes. your beer. Please, uh, please email us back. Even if it's a no. <laughs> Even if it's a no.
0: Yeah. Uh um, we, we, you could send us a t-shirt. I'd post a picture of it, whatever you want to do. We'll yeah. take, we'll really take whatever. But alright well there's our shout outs for the week we love to hear from you guys on uh, on Twitter so do uh, follow us and tweet at us and uh, yeah you might just get shouted out yourself oh,
1: uh, I forgot there was a guy who messaged us on the Facebook messenger which I like uh, barely know how to use on like <laughs> with the um, is there a way that I can switch account oh I can okay Um, because I definitely did not reply to this guy oh it was Matthew Taylor <laughs> <laughs> Matthew uh my dude uh thank you for messaging us on Facebook Messenger hey. as well. Um we uh I were really bad about Facebook. I Josh have <laughs> you resurrected your Facebook. Apparently
0: it's been activated for the last few months. I didn't realize right. this. My wife informed me that I do have
1: a Facebook but yeah, no I don't I look at it. Okay, yeah. So you're 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 logged off. I am like 75% logged off. Like I see the notifications, but I mostly don't acknowledge them. (laughs) Um, so, uh, um, let me, let me give a shout out for this. He, he did say, I'm also a podcaster. Uh, his show is called the Frickin frack show. So check out Matthew friend of the show. We appreciate, we appreciate the love. we, Continue sending your love, uh, preferably through Twitter. <laughs> Otherwise we may not get back to you. So. We love it. Uh, follow us
0: at reliving lights, uh, on Twitter. And so if that's all we have for shout outs, uh, I think we got to figure out what our lesson of the episode, what's the moral, what's the takeaway, how will we apply this episode to our lives?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, Evoke another series, mm. um, another series considered to be one of the greatest of all time, um, and that's The Wire. I don't know if you've ever watched The Wire. I have not. No. Um, I you know I think maybe it was built too much up. I need to give it another shot. I liked it, but I didn't love it mm-hmm. uh, when I watched it. But there's uh, an important and probably the most quoted line from that show. That I'm going to go ahead and apply to Tammy Taylor Uh huh. Um, you come at the King you best not miss <laughs> yeah. um, And if you come at Tammy Taylor you best not miss I mm. think that's the, I think that if there's one episode to take from this or one lesson to take from this episode it is if you come at Tammy Taylor you better not miss and uh, yeah. Joe McCoy
0: <laughs> missed <laughs> I think you missed yeah Yeah, shot a little wide there. Uh, Okay, my takeaway from this episode um, is, you know, Matt, at his internship, cut his hand and did not stay up to date (laughs) with his tetanus shot. So I want to encourage you all to get out there and uh, stay up to date on all your vaccines. Yes. Uh, You know, while you're in there getting your tetanus shot updated, maybe just get that COVID shot. Too, yes. if you haven't already. Yep. Um. So yeah, my lesson of the episode is, uh, get your vaccines, folks. Let's. Yep. Let's do it.
1: Uh, one hundred percent agreed. I I recently got actually right before I got my COVID vaccine, about uh, two or three weeks before I was eligible to get the COVID vaccine, I went and saw my doctor and he said, hey, your record showed that you haven't had a tetanus shot oh. in a long time, and I said, why don't we do that? <laughs> Won't you? And now, if I cut my hand, you're good. good. Yeah,
0: You wouldn't have to leave your art internship. No lockjaw
1: for me. <laughs> hey.
0: uh, good. Well, we're practicing what we preach over here on Reliving the Lights. Mm-hmm. Uh, staying up to date on those tetanus shots. So, I think that's it. Uh, shout out to our listeners in the West Indies. Shout out to our listeners in Laos. Uh, shout out to you wherever you're at. Thanks for joining us. Uh We're getting closer and closer to the end. Like we said, uh, we really hope you'll join us all over uh, on our OC podcast. That will happen someday. Yes, absolutely. Um, We might take a little break in between, but (laughs) (laughs) we'll see. What
1: would would we do every Friday
0: or Saturday
1: night? Well, that's what I was going to say is it may seem like a break but what it might actually be is us just recording several episodes. So we don't fall behind again because that's where we are now. Yes. I will
0: be (laughs) editing this tomorrow morning.
1: Uh, Yeah. So and releasing it. So, yeah. So how about uh, that CM Punk return to AEW? Yeah. (laughs) yeah, That happened tonight. Yeah. (laughs) That's up to date for all you pro wrestling heads out there. (laughs) I feel like we promised a lot
0: of pro wrestling talk and we, we've gotten away from that,
1: but, that's your fault
0: it is I kind of let it go once uh, you know you could go out into the world again Right. I didn't have to watch okay. old wrestling but alright that's it thanks for sticking with us uh, I feel like we we went on some journeys here tonight
1: we sure did yeah <laughs> so. uh, this is an episode that I'm gonna want to get once again say uh, good luck editing future Josh although yeah, not be- in a uh, because I'm super drunk way <laughs> um, so that's
0: good yeah that's that's a plus All right, join us again next week for another episode of Reliving the Lights, Friday Night Lights Rewatch Podcast.
2: Let's touch God this time, boys. Let's touch God.